0: to the first episode of Surly Hole Council's new podcast series hosted by me, David Gregory Kumar. In the lead up to COP26, the leader of the council, Councillor Ian Courts, will be chatting with a range of guests about what the council and local businesses and organisations are doing in the fight against climate change and the move towards a low carbon economy. I don't know about you, but I had to bribe my daughter with sweets to get out of the door this morning to get here in time. I've lost a filling. The traffic was terrible. Where are we going to find time to start to think about all this? Well, this podcast is going to help you understand what people in your local community are doing and what we can learn from all of them. And in the first episode, we're going to be looking at the work the council are doing with local schools around climate change and sustainability. And so joining us around the very beige table today are the uh, uh, eco-leader at Bolsaw Common Primary School, Birgitta Varga, uh, who also has a role in support, publicity and sponsorship at Central Schools <laughs> Trust. And Tony Elvin, who is the general manager at Touchwood Solihull Shopping Centre and is a business champion with the Greener Schools Award, which we'll be discussing today as well. So does everyone want to say hello? Hello. 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 That's that's nice. That's good. Hello, everybody. We're all here. We're ready to talk. Now, Solihull Council have several initiatives which aim to educate young people across the borough about climate change. And one of these is the Greener Schools Award. So, Councillor Courts, Ian, would you like to tell us a bit about that award?
1: Uh, yes, I certainly will. But I, before I get into that, can I just sort of set the context, which I think is important? I mean, I'm, I'm a leader of Solihull Council. <laughs> And I have an environmental responsibility in the combined authority. But, you know, I gave my first talk on climate change, and I have it, uh, 26 years ago. Uh, I dusted it down from the garage the other day. And, um, okay, delete the stuff about CFCs, because we beat CFCs. But everything else is absolutely relevant. What isn't? happening is the action behind it and this is the whole point about converting headlines to to action i mean the news uh constantly we've been uh affected by this i mean last night there was a program about svalbard uh near the arctic circle i've actually been there i'm enough to go there once and you see the evidence on the mountainsides, you know where the sea the ice level was 10 years ago and where it is now then you got the other side of the coin haven't you uh, what's in the news most it's energy actually I can't get my petrol I can't get my gas and you think well hang on a bit there's something going on here and then even locally we had dreadful uh, flooding in Dorridge because uh, the, the drains could not cope mm-hmm. with the hundred year uh, water that was coming so you know it, we really have to think about converting headlines to uh, solutions and you know it's not just about carbon emissions it's about uh, reducing waste, it's about um, reusing stuff. Uh, a quick fact factoid, uh, 90 trillion tonnes of resources are extracted each year from this earth and less than 10% are actually used for a second time. Now have a think about that. So, what are we doing? We um, In Solihull Council we produced a, a, what we called a climate change prospectus. Several years ago, actually, uh, which involved um, various themes in terms of how to tackle climate change. And one of those, and you know, I think it's one of the most important, was on uh, communication, education, uh, and engagement. And you know, in my view, um, we are talking about our young people's future. That's what this is all about, really. Um, But there's something about how children and young people deal with this issue they're for a start very passionate in it uh, often they put in a, an air of simplicity which um, you know those of us who've been through the world actually uh, tend to add complexities which you know frankly in the current world we we've got to get simpler so to me children young people you know that great uh, a great um, contribution they're going to make and that's why we've chosen to do this as our first uh, podcast and you well you asked me the question about the greener mm. uh old schools awards and you know this is a this is a great scheme to get schools engaged uh, with this agenda and i mean they can uh, apply for different levels uh, of award and a budget in a minute is going to explain to us the um, exactly what um, her school is doing but you know they can you know it, it's mainly about engagement it's mainly about doing things in the school Um, but it it, it is about raising the awareness uh, of the school uh, of the individuals in the school and uh, the the role in the wider community and um, you know the uh, each school they have have an eco uh, leader which uh, that's exactly what um, Burjita is Um, and they have a real great role in galvanizing the activity in that at school but but then there's other backups and like business as well and that's Uh, We've got Tony here who's going to present the business perspective of of the support that they give because, you know, tackling climate change, there is no magic wand. There is no magic bullet, silver bullet. Uh, It's going to need engagement from public sector from business from organizations and from individual people and that's why you know cooperation is, is vital so that's my uh, introduction i've missed loads of stuff there but that will be quite enough from me i'm going to hand hand back to you david i was just going to ask you, who keeps your speeches how long do your speeches go back for you've had one from 26 years ago uh, I might have one or two earlier than that as well, but not on climate change, but I just happened to... Um, happened
0: to stumble across it. I'll have to dig it out. I'm intrigued now.
1: I can, uh, I, I've can. i electronized it. We'll have a look.
0: Birgitta, you're here sort of representing the kids, so I'm suddenly <laughs> conscious they're not actually around the table, which it seems a bit, bit of an oversight. So you've got to speak on their behalf. Tell us a bit about your school first.
2: So in a way, I'm quite fortunate working for the trust um, so where we have also common being like the main the flagship with around 720 pupils on our register but we also have schools here in Solihull and with my role of working with communities and businesses um, i incorporate the external knowledge into our curriculum and each time when we have a visitor coming in is is always Um, pitch um, the visit so that it includes a bit of sustainability one way or another or it could be more from the ecological side the nature um and then leading being the eco lead at balls or common it's um it's that combination of um merging the two so my own passion for um our environment for our planet and as you said councillor court it's we need action not just talk and i'm very much um i make things happen
0: so can you give us some idea of some things you've made happen then
2: um so we have um when we have uh, i was just thinking back so for example one of the um uh, companies that Um, have fully embraced this, is uh, Seven Trent. And um, we link that with our water topic in year five. And they will then visit, we'll have a whole day workshop um, where they will look at uh, what life is being as an engineer, but also the science behind water. Um, How do we clean water? What um, do we and do not flush down the loom? And there is a famous... um, uh three P song that i'm not gonna uh, <laughs> <laughs> repeat love it love a fatberg i've seen some stuff but on the job. but the when when you're dealing with young children that's how they learn mm. and if you have like a catchy song um it will stay in their mind and Do that's you, just how they... a
0: little bit of it if you just no i'm kidding it's fine <laughs> so that really connects with them but what about from the other way the children coming to you with passion and ideas is this something they really care about
2: um, so our school counsellors, they are also our eco ambassadors, and it's not just a, a straightforward um, at the start of a year they put their hand up and say I want to be a school counsellor and then that's that. They need to deliver a presentation, um, including um, how they see the um, the um, the eco work within school mm. moving forward. So it's like a two way. Um, how they want to um, communicate with their friends and their peers and staff and parents. Um, so yes, they will bring that. So um, during the um, the Greener Solihull, uh, the Greener Solihull Schools Award, um, the last year school councillors they interviewed Chris Townsend, uh, who is working for Solihull Catering about uh, food and uh, the sustainability mm. and why we should go meat free that they well they have already adapted that but it's just cer- certain elements to put uh, food and food waste and buy local produce more into concept
0: mm. i mean that sounds amazing so for the awards overall is it sort of bringing a focus to what the children are talking about and what they want and what you're trying to do is it a helpful thing
2: it's, um, I I reckon, so the Greener Solihull uh, Award is, is focusing on the UN 17 global goals. And um, last year, no, two years back, we changed our curriculum to have more of a vertical approach. And in there...
0: What does that mean, sorry?
2: It means that every um, half term, so come after October half term up to Christmas, the whole school from nursery up to year six are learning about the world war two mm. certain elements of it so in there i've then incorporated um those uh, 17 U.N. 17 goals um and then trying to because it's not everything is not about the environment it's about the uh, um equality in society and um the infrastructure and how communication is improving um so it has from that side yes it has worked Mm. where i see that there is a gap in the children's learning is not just the action that we are doing but for them to receive for example we collect batteries we do clothes collection um we talk about the food collection sorry the well we do food collection but also the food waste Mm. um it's a broader picture how it all links together and that's where I feel that
0: there is work. a
2: gap it's a massive gap they um, don't realise the children don't realise how one is linked with the other
0: ok well maybe this you can make them all listen to this podcast force them all to listen and we'll fill in all <laughs> yeah. the gaps um, thank you Birgitta Tony Elvin, you're the general manager at Touchwood uh, the big shopping centre as I think of it Um yep. So you're the business champion for the Greener Schools Award. I mean, the cynic in me will go, isn't business the problem? Isn't that what the kids say to you? They're like, you're all taking everything, all this consumerism, that's going to be the issue. So how do you get involved in all this and work with the kids?
3: Yeah, businesses is uh, a huge problem for sustainability and, uh, you know, uh, damaging the environment, which is why business needs to step forward take responsibility and actually, you know, make sure the next generation of people running businesses are also going to be mindful of the impact they're having on their, their environment. Um, you know, how, how did somewhere like Touchwood get involved? Well, um, energy prices, as we all well know, are increasing year on year. We're all feeling that at the moment. Um, and, you know, from a business perspective, one of the most engaging arguments to get businesses involved is to, is to save costs. Mm-hmm. And you'll, you'll prick a lot of ears up when you say to a business that they can uh, save a few quid. You know, if we look at um, probably initially in a, in an effort to uh, to save money, if I was being a little bit cynical, back in two thousand and fourteen, um, Touchwood started to really seriously um, engage on on uh, the the green side, and, and since then, which is our benchmark year two thousand and fourteen, mm. um, our CO two consumption is reduced by fifty three percent. So that will have an obvious um, benefit uh, to the environment, mm. to our to our energy bills. And just on electricity alone, we'll have saved £120,000 every year since 2014. I mean, how have you done Because that? of the changes we've made.
0: So, like, new suppliers? Or um, are new there su- a load of windmills yeah. on the roof? I haven't noticed. Uh,
3: no, but we, there, there's every chance that you'll see some solar panels on the roof mm-hmm. soon. So, um, there's a couple of... Uh, when when uh, Touchwood embarked on this journey, uh, under my uh, predecessor, Andy Cole, um, one of the first things they set out to do was um, get accreditation for ISO 50001. So it's an accreditation that helps keep you in line with um, energy management, how mm-hmm. best to manage energy. And there are a multitude of different things that Touchwood undertook um, in order to try and reduce our energy consumption. Also um, about our waste management as well. We went from um, recycling 38% of our waste up to over 90% now. Mm. So and, and in order to do that in somewhere like Touchwood with... 80 stores, 20 restaurants, but it involves a lot of work in trying to um, sell these ideas to mm. all your retailers that, that actually have got their own, you know, they've got their own agendas, but you need to try and influence them to do the right See, thing. See, that's as well. the
0: bigger picture thing that Bergita was saying. You need, you've actually got it in microcosm, you've got the entire centre you want yep. to try and bring together. So when you're involved with the Greener Schools Award, what are the kids saying to you? What are they, you're, you're the business champion. Are they impressed do they come away thinking okay yeah, there's something going on here what do they how do they react
3: yeah we, we try and get um, not just through greener schools but through lots of activities within touchwood we're often talking about sustainability we want to put ourselves out there as mm. a as a benchmark for for other people to follow and achieve and um, so you know we, we've got a vacant restaurant upstairs and what we've done is detail some of our sustainability achievements mm. but actually because it's amongst the busy restaurant area with the kids going to the cinema it tells you you know uh, the equivalent amount of bath uh, water saved by the the water consumption that we've reduced in, in the last kind of um seven years and and trying to uh, paint pictures with some of the savings that we've made some of the achievements you know um waste reduced by the you know equivalent weight of uh, two Blue whales, for example, things like that. So you could go how much does really a blue whale
0: sell. weigh? Well,
3: I, I can't tell you off the okay, top of my fine. head, but about the saving of uh, the waste from Two really big blue do. whales, but yeah. Um, and just try and make. I think if if you can paint pictures to the kids, it helps them to mm. see what they're what they're achieving as well. But further on from that, we we've now um, got accredited with ISO fourteen thousand and one, which is environmental mm. impact. And one of the great things about these accreditations is that. Um, firstly they require you to con- you know, consistently improve year mm. on year so you're always searching we have a, a sustainability team at Touchwood that are looking for new ways we get our retailers involved coming up with new ideas because once you've changed to low energy light bulbs across the centre which is the biggest saving you'll ever make it then gets a lot harder mm. so you're looking at timings of when you've got lights on Um, We uh, do little competitions amongst the team to try and find a light bulb that's on that shouldn't be or a a tap that's running water for too long or or any way that we can find that we're not being uh, as eco-friendly as we should be. The other thing is we have a responsibility to... Um, those around us so when we talk about an ISO standard for environmental impact that's not just uh, um, the impact on you know the nature immediately around us but it's um, it's the schools, it's the other businesses, you know, what impact are we having from our actions on our community around us? So um, it, it, a lot of it's about that as well. And, and so therefore, that ticks a great box for us in my capacity as general manager at Touchwood, mm. but also as president of Solihull Chambers of Commerce, for us to be able to show or give a good example to the young people within the borough.
0: Mm. Councillor, of course, that, that all sounds great. I think the problem has been solved, frankly, I'm really impressed by all that.
1: Well, you know, David, I'm, I'm really humbled what I hear. Um, I'm supposed to know quite a lot about this. And now I've just heard from Agitra. That's why the podcast about is About wonderful uh, work uh, that they're doing. And, you know, not only getting involved in detail in all these things, but, but, but leading the way. Um, I'd love to say the problem is solved. <laughs> uh, what we have, and you've just heard, are two great leaders uh, an ambassador to this program mm. but we need a lot of people to buy into this uh, and that is the problem I mean one of the things I've, I've been fascinated is that this isn't just about carbon emissions it's just one aspect it's about plastics you know 10% of the fish in in the Pacific it's probably 15% now have got plastics in them and you know within 10 years they're all going to have some sort of plastic so you know to, to, to get rid of the use of uh, single use plastics for a start um, this whole, you know, that's part of the, the pollution debate, but you know, what we need to do is to spread the messages which you're, which you're hearing mm. now, uh, and make everybody understand that they all have a role in this because the task is really hard, actually. I mean, Tony's just said that, you know, you do the light bulbs and, um, you know, that in some ways is the easy bit. So the old council has done the street lighting. That's the biggie. But then it starts getting much harder after that, and there's a thing called law of diminishing returns. Mm. You know, you, you need the big ticket, the heavy items to to start tackling, and uh, um, you know you also need that collaboration. Obviously, locally you need it, internationally, in fact. Mm. So um, you know, there's a there's a simple. Uh, We have a habit of of thinking recycling is a virtue, and of course it is. But you know there are other aspects of this. It's reducing waste. It's reusing before we get to the recycle, because the recycle costs money, Hmm. and you know, and that's a really important uh, factor.
0: Can I ask you two, because you're both sort of leaders in this kind of area? I can start with you, bergita Varga from borsal Common Primary School, Um, as an eco leader. Where do you find the mental space, the bandwidth to actually lead on this while presumably doing everything else you need to do in your life? I've been poking at my lost feeling all throughout this thing, and that's now taking up most of the space in my brain. So I, I find it hard, I think people find it hard to work out what they can do consistently. So how do you do that? And how do you inspire the kids, for example, to sort of keep going along this route?
2: It's that constant awareness I reckon if you have a passion, let it be hobby or or the work that you're doing, um, if you have that glow within you, mm. that will shine through and you do find time. We are all busy, but there is always time for it. But I was just thinking as uh, Councillor Court was um, talking about the, the plastic and the pollution. So one thing that we're talking about locally at borsal common or even within our trust is what actually goes in our children's lunch boxes is as simple as that really breaking it down to the small bits too much plastic Mm. and too much unhealthy food um which then links to um one uh, another one of un 17 goals about the healthy and well-being and Mm. uh, because in the long run that will put pressure on our NHS. So from that, um, we now have um, what goes in your food uh, lunchbox policy. <laughs> it's it's building and, and teaching parents.
0: Yes. Um, so it's not just about the kids, actually. It's
2: not just about the kids because the kids, the children we have within our primary schools, um, they are not the ones taking the decisions they are the ones who try to negotiate to have that small bag of crisp where realistically they can have a small plastic container Mm. that they can wash and top up with something else um so it's the parents that we need to um educate fair enough (laughs) i'll I'll
0: take that on board as a parent tony elvin (laughs) um general manager at touchwood so if you're you're also doing the same thing you're sort of leading this team and stuff how did you find the space to do it, or do you just have to do it because clearly it's made financial sense?
3: Yeah, it's made financial sense, but you're quite right. We can all get caught up in the day to day, and mm. things can get moved to one side. So, I think you know, much as um, you know, you're doing it uh, in your school, uh, you you you've put it into the curriculum, don't you? So it, it has to be done. And at Touchwood, we we systematically you know, operate a green policy that that involves everything that we do. These accreditations that I mentioned are management um, programmes. So if you, in order for you to remain so you're accredited... you're formalising it? Yeah, absolutely. It's okay. not done when we've got spare time. It is fundamental to everything that we do.
0: Yeah.
3: So it, it, it's absolutely built in. I, I've got a manager within my team that whilst also being responsible for health and safety and, and projects. Um, she's also our, compli- um, um, our compliance manager who looks at sustainability. Yeah. And she supports me. I, I chair that sustainability meeting every month where we call on all the senior people around the table you know, what have you done in the past month? You know, how have you yeah. performed on this? We we analyse every bit of energy consumption. Um, if there was a, you know, it's environmental impact as well. If, if one of the delivery uh, drivers up on the roof where the delivery coming at Touchwood spilt some oil or there was some deep fat fryer oil spilt somewhere that could have an environmental environmental impact we've got all the tools we need to make sure that that oil does not go into the water system that's mm. connected to the roof you know it's a, it's a whole you, you can't do this part-time you it's can't exterior. do it in your spare time when yeah, you're okay. worrying about your filling you've got to do it it's <laughs> got to be
0: <laughs> it's eternal process
3: now. driven
0: it's going to be a theme throughout this whole series i think <laughs> whether i can get my tooth fixed. Um, courts. I mean, the interesting thing that's coming out of this, I think it's very interesting, sort of bigger picture, is We've had the easy wins. We've done the energy-saving light bulbs. So where do you go next? What's the, the big picture? What's your plan? Here? It's it's going to be tough decisions, isn't it?
1: And, and decisions which in many cases will have to be made, more nationally, internationally, uh, even. Because, you know, as we know from the energy, uh, pre- you know, the energy stories in the press recently, there is a consumer demand out there which is, uh, frankly, also fueled by the media in some ways. Yep. Um, that, you know, means the pressure will still be there. I mean, if you, uh, Birgitta mentioned, uh, you know, the issue of uh, equalities and so on. I mean, there are many people out there who are, you know, actually struggling to to get by. And, you know, what we've got to do in this agenda is to try and take them with us. And, you know, it would be very easy to destroy our economy... Uh, by pursuing goals which, frankly, are unrealistic.
0: I mean, just to briefly touch on the political, things are clearly going to get harder for some people out there. For whatever reason, there is going to be less money for some people, be it energy prices or a drop in sort of universal benefits. So. How can people do that? What, it, it, you know, there are going to be kids who are having a hard time just getting food, not, not let alone worrying about whether or not they've got a big bag of plastic crisps and then putting them in pots. Mm. So, how do you reach out to these people? How do you cope with that?
1: I mean, what what we do as a council, we take um, you know many steps to support those that need help uh, in whatever walk of life um, that that, that, mm. that is needed. So, um, you know, we make a big thing uh, of that. Um, But it is difficult. There's no disguising the fact it is difficult And you also got the fact that apart from some people just can't contribute to this agenda Some actually don't want to Mm. I mean with the CA we uh, the the combined authority We did quite a lot of work on what on what you know uh, drove this agenda and and it's a sizable minority I don't know, call it 20%, that really aren't all that bothered about this agenda Mm. or even worse than that. And they're often very vocal. Now, you know, um, what I've tried to say today is that there are many aspects of this agenda which need to be taken with us. You know, um, the, the whole point about reducing waste, biodiversity that we haven't really talked about today. And yet, I mean, tree planting, which we're doing big time mm. in Solihull and, and and thankfully across the country but um so there's aspects of that that people can contribute to a a, a greener a, a world but you know to s- when we had some flooding in in August to be standing on a a fully paved drive and being having someone complain to me about the drains not coping and yet all the water from that drive was going into those drains and when you get a month's rainfall in 1 hour
0: that's what's going to happen. It's just going to run, yeah, straight down there. Mm-hmm. Begitti, I mean, you're the kids in your primary school and your schools. You're you're talking to um, by the end of you dealing with them. Then apparently, twenty percent of them don't care about this issue at all. So, is there a drop off in passion in school, or where does it happen? Do you think? Does it happen when they start hanging around at the Touchwood Shopping Centre?
2: as teenagers. <laughs> Are you two responsible
0: for climate change? <laughs>
2: um, I, I so. If you don't mind, I would quite like to just take a step back. And I, I reckon if we can ask for support from a councillor's side, um it would be really take it all the way up to the government and to Ofsted. What are they looking at? We we need at the moment there is no requirement to include um sustainability um Anything about the environment climate change at all in school which means that teachers are extremely pushed um, on trying to fit everything in so I come with my ideas on what can be done mm. but because there is so much other pressure that has to be ticked off because of that is what the curriculum is stipulated from the top source um, it would be nice to see a change mm. um, with that change. We will then put pressure, um, we, we, not pressure, we will then be able to influence our children who will then go home and inform their parents. And then we can then um, have two ways. So we'll come into both the parental side and, and how we can educate what can be done at home. Mm. Um, If there are households that don't receive the broader uh, news, um, which we do have in in some of the demographic areas within our trust. So, Mm. um, but... um, well let's ask Councillor yeah. Ian Court
0: about that. I mean, can you can you feed up from here? Can you take that and sort of Noted try and... I've already written it down and
1: I will <laughs> pass you. that on and we know he keeps things. things for a
0: long time. I keep, so that note.
1: I, I I, and I also say things to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm very good at chasing. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs>
3: you know, something I'd like to add is that you know, the work that Bogita doing and other schools within the borough, hopefully the next generation will have a different viewpoint yeah. and they're not going to be sending their kids to school with one-use plastics and all the rest of it mm. so actually this work being done at an early stage should change that whole scenario for the next generation that's what we hope yeah, you
0: know? yeah. and presumably once they get out into the workplace and stuff they can take what they're learning from you and sort of yeah. say well this is this is important well, they will the expect to reasons. hear it won't they in the yeah.
2: workplace you would think but, but as with as we... anything so more or less coming back to the question that you asked initially it's like you will have those few percentage that don't believe mm. we have a problem yeah um, th- that is society in a nutshell and um we, you will just need to have a majority on your side um to be able to strive forward but uh, as uh, tony will uh, have noticed from being part of this uh, greener solihull hall uh, award there are quite a few and i'm really pleased to say that um schools that are participating mm. and submitting applications um so it just as a borrow yes we can do better yeah but we got a, a really good starting platform
0: maybe you did better than you thought 26 years ago in that speech
1: well, well maybe but i always live by the rule of you can always do better and i'm <laughs> learning that uh, e- even today but we had uh, i think we've had 10 applications under this program and you know what's great is Actually, something else has been going on called COVID for eighteen yeah. months, yeah. and the fact that people have, you know, realised that this this problem is ongoing is is uh, really important. But I mean, I'm interested in the point about those who really aren't bothered, and I I, I think in the end we're going to need to look at um, I don't want to say more regulation, but it's probably what it what it yeah. needs. I mean, I I think um, <laughs> over the years successive governments. Uh, you know could have taken action on things like plastic bags mm. you know if you, it, it, and give times that in two years time thou shalt not use yeah. a plastic bag there would be an adjustment and people would do it and i think this need for for um what you say about putting uh, climate change into the agenda and also uh, tackling stuff like the planning regime which really doesn't bite enough on climate change at the moment
0: so we've talked a bit about, uh, we sort of focus on younger school children here at Councillor Courts. What about sort of secondary schools? Very interesting question. What we've um,
1: been hosting this year, and we, we've done it in previous years, is a um, COP26 climate conference for Solihull secondary schools. Uh, and this, this is really a, a fun, a great idea. Um, what we have is teams taking the part of various countries. So some of them will be Russia, some will be USA, some will be Maldives or something like that, and uh, they argue the case for their particular countries. Uh, they debate, they negotiate. Um, I mean, I love this uh, this whole idea because it it not only teaches young people how to um, understand better the climate change issue, but it also teaches them to understand the, the real issues that some countries have in dealing with climate change and finally it's a great way of learning how to discuss debate uh, and argue amongst yourselves it's a real good educational tool so uh, we've done it several years and it's it's we're having it again to time uh, time to match with the glasgow conference mm-hmm. what have you learned from the conversation well, I, today Um, Well, I have been lobbying strongly on most of these things for some time and, um, you know, using the means available to me. Uh, What have I learned? Uh, I've really been impressed by the engagement we've got in Solihull. Uh, I just wanted to go further and and penetrate deeper and, um, you know, make those messages get through further than we We have, but it will take cooperation for everybody, including the media. The (laughs) the media's got to start taking this seriously.
0: Yes, I think you're going to be hearing a lot about COP26, I have to say. But I think that's a fair point. It's a difficult story to report on. I think the kids must feel this sometimes. Whenever I talk to children in schools about my job reporting on the environment, it can be a difficult issue to report on. They're, They're like, why don't you just talk about it all the time? And that's not how the news works so yes but i still think it's their fault i don't think it's my fault well, all I, I, I... are you sure it's not your fault David? A because, a, a um,
1: let, let me just challenge a little bit because at the moment we're seeing media there isn't fuel there isn't oil there isn't petrol you know maybe you should turn that around and say well this is interesting um, there is a need for for petrol but is there a need for making all those journeys mm. uh, is there a need really to queue in the petrol station to fill up with five pounds worth of petrol you know it's that sort
0: of thing which mm. ought to be challenged i think that's a very fair point welcome to the podcast where the council leader harangues me as the <laughs> presenter um i think this has been very interesting can i ask you two what you've learned from him though this is all about him you know we're having conversations with him but have you learned anything this morning
3: um uh, in, in terms of what well, uh, we we work closely with uh Solihull council we know about solihol's uh, you know green agenda and the, and the focus on sustainability. Um, recently, during the pandemic, we were awarded a two-star Fitwell rating for a healthy building. Now, we can't control everything within that, but we were the first retail environment Globally, to get a two-star rating, Mm -hmm. and so much of that depends on the environment around us. Is that two two stars out of ten or five or um, no? I think the maximum is three, and you struggle to get that in a (laughs) in a twenty-year-old building. But um, uh, yeah, it's about the green spaces around us. Mm. It's about the access to public transport, so that people don't need to to get in their gus. Uh, gas guzzling cars it's about so many other things the environmental uh, situation we find ourselves in within solihull so w- you know we weren't entirely responsible for that great score that was about the environment around us that's been provided even you know again in the last 12 months um you've now if your bike gets a puncture you can go and fix it yourself with one of the things that have been fitted within the town center to repair your tire oh, okay. all the time we're making it easier and easier to people for people to make the right decisions. it's going to be more cycle lanes, better cycle lanes, um, green decisions are being made at planning stages as well with new developments in the town. So it's about a joined-up effort between you know making sure the next generation, the schools, the, the kids know what's expected of them. But for those of us that are already in the hot seat, Making decisions that we're making the right decisions because we're informed and we're collaborating and we're working together for the greater good, and hopefully, we can compensate for some of the 20% that we <laughs> perhaps don't, don't believe.
0: Becky, so what do you think you've learned this morning from our little chat?
2: Um, it's really interesting to hear from uh, Councillor Court that you had your speech 26 years yeah. ago, and uh, it's probably still quite valid, sadly. Um, but um, I uh, Tomorrow, I'm actually um, welcoming uh, Councillor Diane Howell to school to meet our school councillors. And I would be delighted to invite you two at one future point um, to meet them and see what else can be done. And I I just want to say within the council, so um, the Ashton Energy uh, team, they do fantastic um energy surveys of buildings i'm not sure if that is anything tony you can have a look at and they will do a proper audit and the report that comes out is extremely comprehensive yeah and and that can maybe show if you change this or do that um again there is a bit of uh, saving that can be done
0: thank you thanks very much that councillor then have you have you enjoyed this? Have you you've learned something?
1: Enjoyed it. I, I think we <laughs> could uh, we, we could go on and on and on because this agenda. I mean, one of the things. Let me just uh, uh, refer to is, is is transport. Tony talked about uh, gas guzzling cars, and one of the the things that I've raised in the regional agenda, which and region tends to deal with transport, is the uh, the need, for instance, in Solihull, for much better cross Solihull transport. You know, transport is a big. Part of carbon emissions, but it's not just about the buses. I mean, we want electric buses, we want hydrogen buses. It's also about the routes you know, the routes that buses go on. It's about the rural areas um, which aren't served and probably never will be served easily by public transport. How do you deal with that? Um, You know, there's an and and also the elderly who really, you know, may struggle to, to get around sometimes. So um, have I learnt enormous lot? Uh, this agenda underpins, as my colleagues know, um, mm. my thinking in the council. No magic bullets. We have to keep uh, working at so many aspects of it and bringing as many people as we can in.
0: I think uh, we'll be touching on some of these issues in some of the other Hmm. podcasts going forwards. Um, I think I've learned a lot. It's also been a privilege to meet people who are taking the time to make an effort to sort of help the younger generation and also just deal with buildings in our community and businesses that need to change. So I'd like to say uh, thank you, obviously, to Councillor Ian Courts, who is holding courts and leading these discussions today. Uh, Bagita Varga, Bolshevik Common Primary School, Tony Elvin, General Manager at Touchwood. Uh, Thank you all very much for coming to talk about this, and I wish all 10 schools in the Greener Schools Awards good luck. If you want to listen to more of the podcasts in this series, uh, then you can download them directly from the council website or you can find them wherever you get your podcasts. And please subscribe, rate and review as ever. It will help other people find the podcasts in this series. Coming up, we're going to be talking about uh, how we can reach net zero. It is a fascinating conversation. Do join us for that in the next podcast.